Welcome to BCF Moment of Truth. My name is Sarah Ake, and I'm so glad that you're here tuning in with us. We are Bethel Campus Fellowship, and our vision and mission is leading students to Christ and preparing them to become reliable men and women whom God can entrust with his word for the next generation. I'm so glad you're here tuning in for another amazing episode. But first things first, I have to tell you about BCF National Conference that is coming up really, really soon, and you do not want to miss it. The theme for this conference is Christ on Campus 2.0. For a lot of you who are listening, you're probably getting back into the swing of things, starting the new semester. But let me tell you, this is the conference for you. And you can register right now for only $295 by going to BethelCampusFellowship.com. And don't only bring yourself, bring a friend or five or 10 The point is, you do not want to miss this conference. So go to BethelCampusFellowship.com and register today. All right. So we have some amazing guests here with us today and a really great topic to get into. We've been talking about maturity, maturity in Christianity. And we first talked about what it looks like to be a mature believer. And then we broke down the anatomy of a mature believer and how to mature through different trials. Now, today, we want to talk about mature Christianity in our character. Yes, our character. The thing that people don't always see, but we know the things that are on the inside of us. Character. So, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today. And I'll just have you guys share, of course, your name, um, but also tell us what school you went to and how you currently serve or have served in BCF. So, you start here. Yep. All right. Uh, my name is Toby Arke. I uh, am a part of BCF LST leadership training, leadership services and training. And um, I went to University of Maryland College Park and then went to University of Maryland, Baltimore for my doctorate in physical therapy. Hello. Hello. Hey, everyone. My name is Faye Bab Oke. I graduated from the University of Georgia. Go dogs! And... <laughs> I currently serve in BCF as a member of the leadership services and training team alongside Toby. All right. All right. Yeah, I am um, Dr. George Ude, the national director of Beto Campus Fellowship. Um, I'm known as Uncle George, and um, I'm really happy to be here to contribute to this conversation. Amen. And we're so glad to have all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and pray and then we'll get into it. Cool? Yep. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time. I just pray for every single person who decided to tune in to listen to this episode. I pray, oh God, that our hearts would be open to what you want to say, that, Lord, our ears would be open to hear what you are saying by your spirit and through your word. And I pray, oh God, that we would be challenged and that, God, we would not resist, oh God, when you challenge the things that we know that we're going through in our character. Father, I pray, sharpen us, encourage us, rebuke us. Lord, let us come face to face with your truth and make a decision to reflect you in all that we do. We thank you. We commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. So today we are talking about mature Christianity in our character. And there are two anchor scriptures that we are really looking at. One of them is from Romans chapter 5, starting from verse 1 to 5. I'll read it really quickly. It says, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, 
We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I know that's a very meaty scripture, but as we discuss, we're going to be able to go ahead and break it down. The other anchor scripture is from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. And it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord mm. Jesus Christ. Wow. The verse alone is preaching. I know, right? Yeah. Right. Like, so we it's, could, it's, we it may start the there. The message is there. Yeah, the message is, is unproductive, there. right? Wow. <laughs> ineffective wow. and unproductive. In your knowledge of, of the is. Lord Jesus Christ. That's well, powerful. let's jump right into it. What does it mean to have godly character? What does a mature Christian look like? Um, yeah, I can just start, you know, to mature uh, Christianity in our character, character, uh, godly character really means to have character that's godlike. And that's to say character that is to the extent of God's degree of virtue. And so this verse me mentioned that you just read in second Peter chapter one, it says, if we possess these qualities in increasing measure, right? Like, am I as patient as God is patient? Am I as kind as God is kind, right? Like some mm. people are like, man, I've gotten to the end of my patience. Like, all right, that's where my patience <laughs> runs in, right? And so it's like, when we talk Try about Jesus godly character, me. we're talking about, you know, being like God to the extent that he is in terms of our character, as far as all the good qualities of God, patience, righteousness, holiness, um, you know, gentleness, humility, all of those characters. Do we have that degree of virtue that God has? Mm. Mm, that's really good, Toby. When I think about godly character, one scripture comes to mind and it's from Philippians chapter two, um, verse number four and five. It says, let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And here's the key part. Have this mind in you, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think that that really sums up godly character, like right there, that having the mind of Christ and it, I'm, I'm also reminded of, um, and this might age me just a little bit, but uh, <laughs> back in the day in the 90s, we used to have uh, these little bracelets that said, I would say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Yep. Right. Um, and, and so it's almost like in any and every situation, right? What would Jesus do? Right. Mm. But even more critically, right. How would Jesus think? Right. How would he approach this circumstance? How would he approach this situation? And whatever the answer to that question is of what would Jesus do? Right. Godly character is more or less practicing and doing that thing. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's really good. Thank you so much, uh, Toby and Faith, for sharing that. And I want to add to that. I want to add to that as I read this scripture. Uh, from Galatians chapter 5, uh, 22 to 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, mm. the fruit of the Spirit, that's the nature of God, mm. is love, is joy, peace, 
forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So here, in, again, the character of God is fully outlined mm-hmm. for anyone that is, wants to be a, a thorough Christian for real, you know, and walk with the Holy Ghost. Um, and then if you go beyond, above that scripture, you will see the contrast when it comes to character. I'm just going to also read, try to read that mm. um, from verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. These are things that don't fit into the nature of God, the mm. character of God. Selfish ambition, dissensions, fac- factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. And God said, I want you as I did before, that those who live like this, who continue to nurture this character, those, th- those traits, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I believe the summary of, God, of, car- of God's godly character is shown in the fruit of the Holy Spirit in addition to what my brothers have shared. Mm. Mm, I agree. I think that what you just shared in that scripture, it kind of encapsulates also what Toby and Faber, you guys were saying it kind of all falls under those fruit because mm. if God is inside of us and we want to display godly character, well, then what does God produce? You know, they, the example of, you know, if you squeeze an orange, what should come what out? Should come out right. Orange juice, you squeeze right. an apple, what should come out? So it's, if God is actually inside, inside of, of me, us, yeah. when I'm squeezed, when I'm tested or when, when things happen, what is coming out of me? And I think mm, Galatians good. five puts it so great is that these are what should come out of somebody who is truly, truly walking in godly care. Character. And I think this um, just speaks to the fact of what the scripture said, and uh, you read it as our anchor scripture, Second Peter chapter one, verse five to eight. One thing it kept mentioning says, "If these qualities, if you possess these in increasing measure, so there's a place where our character must continue to transform and to grow progressively into the nature of Christ." But also, it says something very powerful. It says that if these, uh, if you do possess these, it will keep you from being ineffective or in unfruitful, unproductive in your knowledge of Christ. So, mm. something that's really important for us to know even as students on campuses it's not enough to have the ideals of Christ without having the virtues of Christ that's good I have the information of you know the biblical framework I have the knowledge but I don't have the capacity to exercise and live out that knowledge Mm. right is those are two different things it's the difference between a Pharisee and a disciple the Pharisees had the knowledge but they were unproductive unfruitful in their knowledge of the Lord right so Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And we need the capacity to actually walk in righteousness, to live in obedience to the knowledge that we have. And I think this uh, conversation on character is super important for that very reason, because we can get so caught up in having big discussions, talking about the word of God and having knowledge, but not really manifesting the virtue Mm. and the characters and the temperance of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, something that that's really critical and you began to to allude to it, Toby, right? Um, The difference between being a Pharisee and being a disciple, right? Is that um, godly character is about who you are, right? Not necessarily just the things that you do, right? Uh, Because it's very, very easy to present, you know, 
in a particular type of way in public when all eyes are on you mm. right but um as the the old saying kind of goes right that character is who you are when, when no nobody is, is watching. watching right um and, and and that is really the the essence of godly character and I, and I think um a lot of times um especially just in different religious settings right we kind of put the cart before the horse right where it's like we want to deal with people's attitudes and actions and behaviors right and what we have is a lot of people who are simply just putting on a performance right yep. that when uh when the eyes when people's eyes are on me you know i'm behaving in this sort of way right and you know even speaking to the college students right i'm one person when i'm home <laughs> on vacation <laughs> under my mother's roof right yeah, yeah. but i'm a totally different person when on i get campus. on campus yes. right yep. or i'm one person right when i'm hanging out with the bcf people Uh-oh. right but i'm a totally different person on my close friends on instagram right <laughs> right well, yeah let's right. talk about We're it right you know groups on campus and yeah that's, that's, this is powerful because this is the essence of where christianity is made is like you know ha- have you been made a disciple one thing that this really reminds me of too is the fact that godly character one of the go- godly characteristics is actually a hunger and a thirst for righteousness that's really right? good that a is really good thirst bro for righteousness is actually godly character because when you think about a pharisee right a pharisee is somebody who actually knows the routine mm. of the christian things right yeah. like, right i know the routine like so we can come to bible study we can you know go to church and do all these things but there's still no power there's still no essence of a relationship with God. i don't have out. any personal hunger so mm-hmm. even when you just mentioned like godly character is who you are when no one's watching right where is your hunger level for god and for the things of god when no one's around right when there's no one beating the drum at bcf bible study or whatever the case yeah. may be godly hunger for god is one of the uh, essences of godly character in addition to everything that we're talking about too yeah, yeah thank you can i add a little bit of uh information again in addition to what you uh, to be saying um i like the tying of uh, these qualities to in, uh, increasing measure and so if let me read it for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our lord jesus christ you know they there are many people that want to be very productive Mm. The knowledge of the, of God, and, right? You know, in doing things for God, they mm. want to win thousands of souls. <laughs> they want to their their fruits to abide, you know. Yeah. But they are not increasing, mm. you know. They're not. They don't possess these qualities in increasing measure. Mm. They're not growing in character, mm. but they want to do all these wonderful things. They mm. want to reach before one million right people. the christian aesthetic right yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think mm. you know that and that's can that can show, uh, tell us why the kingdom of god is really almost shrinking mm. i can say that god forgive me i know that the, you know elijah <laughs> said that he was the only one mm. and god said shut up yeah, I'm 7, that's no that's no way i'm going but i think personally that i think i can be we can be more productive as yeah. a as a ministry mm. better campus fellowship can be much more productive yes if everyone will work on their character mm. Oh yeah. Everybody when oh, we yeah. grow in 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 you know in all the things that God said we should grow like goodness. Yes. You know knowledge, you know self control, perseverance. Uh, perseverance and godliness and if people will intentionally work to improve their GPA in these areas, mm. right. grades. Yeah. Mm. That's good. C to mm. A, mm-hmm. We all together we become mm. more productive in wow. leading students to Christ in right. our vision. Mm. of leading students to Christ. Yeah. yeah. And I think um just just a really uh critical point is um just the fact that this is an inside job, right? Um that it requires 
an intense amount of self-reflection, right? Mm. An intense mm. amount of honesty, right? Um, and really just like real humility, right? Yes. Because mm. I, I think that um yeah. that the thing that prevents any sort of growth, right, um, is just the uh, the failure or, you know, the, the unwillingness to admit that I'm a novice, right, mm. in an area or that, that I haven't arrived yeah. right? right you know yeah. and really being able to actually come to terms with that that hey right. this is something that i need to improve on right mm. and this right. is what i need to do in order to improve on and, and i think that um that that is that's such a uh it's such a difficult thing for for so many of us right myself included yeah. right um that's you know it's such a, it's, it's very very difficult but it is so critical if we would ever hope to you know, attain to the maturity yes. that Christ prescribes for us. Yes. And I think what you're saying is actually a perfect, perfect segue to my next question. Cause I was going to ask, why is this important and why is it important to God? Especially if it seems like today, so many people are able to get by, by just having multiple, uh, uh, versions of themselves where it's like okay you know what if nobody knows that i have this character issue at home mm. and i can get by on campus i can still do what i have to do wow, you know yeah. like i don't really have to address it then let me just face my books and not really have to deal with this right now so it's like why is it's this important real. why yeah. does it matter and we oftentimes can look for escapes from those places that bring conviction about our mm. character mm-hmm. it's, it's like uncomfortable our, yeah it's uncomfortable so why it's like, should okay, I be trying to address let me it? be away from home because that's the place where my character is revealed most like let me stay away mm. from that place but we or live, even denial let me yeah we live in this denial and um it's very imperative like you guys are talking about the honesty the transparency but why this is all important well number one it's the most important aspect of our christian pilgrimage and it's our first ministry to the lord um, and so the Bible makes it clear in Romans chapter 12, verse one, he says, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your form of reasonable service. Mm. So before God said, come and minister to me as a priest, come and lift up uh, some something, anything or come and play a drum or do whatever. Like he says, present your body, yourself, holy, yeah. present yourself. Mm. Right. So our character, the conformity of our character to Christ's character is the first and most important call of God. God called the 12 to be with him first. Mm. Mark 3, yeah. 14. Yes. God created Adam before he said anything. He said, I want to create you in my image and my likeness. I want us to be able to dwell wow. again, to look at each other and see we are one in the same. And yes. then you can go out and to do the things that I want you to do to discharge your duties and do all the ministry that I've called you to do. So this conversation is the what essence. You're, what you're saying is that we have to first be in God's image before we can go out and help him Try to make to photocopies. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is the mm. most, this is the essence of our Christianity. In fact, it's even a requirement for getting into heaven, yeah. right? We know the, prov- the uh, parable in Matthew 22, the Bible says God called many to come to a wedding. And when he saw one of the people who was in the wedding, who came was not dressed appropriately he said friend what are you doing here you're not dressed appropriately send him out of here to where there's people with where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth Mm. and he was not dressed appropriately yet he was called he came he was not dressed appropriately he had not changed his garments right yeah so there's a place the bible also tells us in revelation 16 about that that the saints in heaven when we are dressed in our righteous garments the white linen represents the righteousness the righteous acts of the saints so it's important that we realize getting into the kingdom of God means our character must be transformed into the likeness of his image. That's holiness. That's righteousness. Yeah. Yes. And so, so Toby, what I hear you saying, especially with that parable about, um, the, the, the garments, right. Is that faith has to become sight. 
right? Mm. And it's not only for the world around us, right? But it's especially for ourselves, right? You know, because because there is a measure of cognitive dissonance that would occur if I am proclaiming and professing to be a child of God, mm. right? But it's not evident it's not being expressed right in my you know in my in my dna right you know that it's not just about having the 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 genotype right but you got to have the phenotype (laughs) as well right uncle george did i get that right (laughs) yes yeah yeah you know you continue (laughs) there are so many things that can impact genotype in Mm. real sense even in genetics you can have the gene for tallness Mm -hmm. or your environment can keep you a dwarf oh wow oh Wow. You know, oh man, that's that's the, that's uh, from the science perspective. We this, can continue, bro. Yeah, so so mm. it's 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 incredibly mm. important, right? That the code, the DNA that is written on our hearts, right, is able to now be expressed, expressed. right, in yeah. our yes. character traits, right? Because otherwise, we are. In a sense, right, like it, it says in the Bible, we are having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, right? Yes. And it's for these reasons that godly character, the ex- and and doubly, right, the expression of godly character and the, the growing expression of that, of that mm. godly character, right, is so important to God because, like, he knows he's real, right? He knows that he is powerful, right? But we must be those, 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 uh, those, those, those replicas, right? That, that evidence, right? That makes it true that, Hey, the things that we talk about, the things that we read, the things that we profess, mm. right? It's not just a fairy tale that somebody it's not made, invisible, yes. right? You can it's not it. right. Yeah. It's not, it's not the religion isn't the opium of the masses, right? But it is real and it is evident and that God actually can change a man. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I, I have this scripture here. Oh no, where is this? First Timothy chapter three, verse two. He said, because I want to move on to something, you know, mm. just to build on what you're saying. He said, now the overseer is to be above reproach, mm. Mm. faithful to his wife, temperate, self-control, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. In this scripture, God is saying that my workers, mm. my employees yeah. mm. must be above blames, must be blameless, mm. faithful to our family members, to our wives, temperate, self-control, respectable, hospitable, and able to teach. And Paul, in writing to the Corinthian church and its leadership in First Corinthians chapter 3, look at what he said. He said, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Mm. Are you not acting like mere humans? Yeah. Mm. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? There are people who are going around as 
emojis. <laughs> you know, but God says, God is looking at them as mere infants, mm. mere human beings, ordinary human beings, natural people. Mm. Yeah. But they, when you see them, you and I see them, we call them emoji. Mm, yeah, say, because yeah, they, yeah. they do all the miracles yes. and they yes. have all the They may gift, not even do any miracle. Okay. Just, they, they have just been ordained. <laughs> right. You know, they, if they do miracle, praise God. <laughs> people are getting set free. Yeah. Um, Jesus said anybody can preach as long as they are, you know, my name is free. Right. Mm-hmm. Use it. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it comes to character, God looks at people yeah. and say, you are a mere man. You have many people mm. who are championing terrible characters. Because as mm. ministers of the gospel, we model. Mm. Yes. You know, modeling is not only in the in the in the marketplace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even in the spiritual kingdom of God. We yes. are more if you call yourself a pastor, you are a model mm. to everyone mm. that Ooh, is looking yeah. up to you in your church. Mm. Yeah. So when your character is creating confusion around you, hmm. you can say God addressed that. Mm. Yeah. Say free from those individuals, say bad company. Good character. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I just thought of a question too in this regards because you're talking about you know being a, an example. Um, you know, First Timothy four talks about you know you know don't let anyone despise your youth, but be an example to other believers in all these mm-hmm. kind of virtues, faith and love and charity. And so, for a leader on campus, someone who's leading Bible study on campus, you know, I just think about man when you come into that place where you realize like I have some character deficits, like I'm in a position where I'm supposed to be an example to others, but I have these issues in my own character. And I praise God if a believer, if someone on campus acknowledges that, is able to recognize <laughs> right. and say, man, like, okay, mm-hmm. I have an issue here and I'm leading others. I'm an example for others. How do I respond? What do I do? Like, what do we do in those scenarios? Because oftentimes we see the fallout of leaders in the body of Christ. Like, okay, the fall of the uh, character of this person but mm. how do we now begin to educate ourselves so that we, even us who here are talking here, how can we educate ourselves, learn from those examples so that we can do better, so that we can not fall into those same pitfalls? I think this is a, a really great uh, point for us to touch on. Yeah, I think um, what's really important is that we need to stop making excuses in the body of Christ. Sometimes I think we can tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, almost to a fault. Like you hear phrases like, well, you know, this person is on their personal faith journey. Just Mm. let them be, you know, although you see that the works are not matching the faith, the fruit that's being produced doesn't match the God that's that's supposedly inside of them. We would kind of just say, you know what, just, you know, we almost want to baby people, but I want to read this scripture. Um, and I'm going to read it in NLT and, um, it is, I just had it open. Sorry. Okay, yes, here it is. Um, In James chapter 2, I'm going to start from verse 14. So it says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Mm. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. 
How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Mm. And I read the scripture. I read the scripture because oftentimes there are usually patterns, and there are things that we see. You know, there are the the little the little foxes that spoil the vine. Mm-hmm. And so, with when we see people, we're like, oh my gosh, how could this person have possibly fell? How could it, how could how could all of these things have happened? Usually, there are people in their lives who began to see the cracks, but did not think that they were serious enough to be addressed, and so they let them be. But the truth is, is that if we are truly on the path to pursuing godly character, when those things are seen and we recognize that this is not aligned with what we just outlined concerning what godly character means, we should address it head on and not make excuses because we know that our standard is the word of God. So when we see patterns that don't look like the word of God, I think that one practical thing we can do is to begin to address things head on and not overly extend the benefit of the doubt because, oh, this person is a pastor, this person is a minister, this person has been saved for five years, this person always comes to BC of Bible study. Those things don't really matter because what happens when they're not in Bible study? Mm, yeah. Now, can I quickly add to this? I think we we are losing the value of Christian community. Mm. You know, we, we've just lost that completely. Mm. Yeah. The value of Christian community is not in hanging out. It's not in attending birthday parties <laughs> in, rest, you know, in restaurants. Right. And yeah. You see yourself once in a while. It's become more social. You know, than you know when I have my birthday, I see a number of people. They come, they pay for their meals, and you feel good. No. Mm. The, the, the value of Christian community is in the statement that God made. It said, iron sharpened. Iron. Iron. Yes. yes. You know, and people are quick to get offended when mm. they are corrected when they are told that something they are doing is wrong. Mm. As long as we live like that, we become a social organization. Yeah. Whether it's a church, your church will just be a social organization. So iron sharpens iron. And we're supposed to correct each other in love. You know, you're supposed to help me. Right. And I told you guys, if if you hear that I am slapping my wife, beating up on my wife, you should rebuke me. Mm. I am older than you. You should really, really call me and say, Uncle, this is what I heard. Is it really happening in your house? Please stop it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, and call a prayer meeting for me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But to see me in that mode it's and just lose anything. me and then be calling me Baba or so whatever name, Uncle George. <laughs> I don't want to be that type of uncle. <laughs> Amen. Does that mean, yeah. I think the, the greatest challenge with this type of character issues is that many of them are actually secrets. No accountability. Uh, sins. Mm. Yeah. They actually and, operate as secret sins. Yeah. And when people are in secret, sins and character malfunction that only happens in the secret is a real burden. But you know, God is also very humorous. God gra- gives re- revelation mm. to your mm. to leaders yeah. about mm. the peop- their flock. Mm. Yeah. So when people receive those revelations and accost you or you are in a meeting or conference and somebody raises something you are dealing with, you should not think it's another person's business. You should think it's my, God is speaking to me and yeah. you should offer yourself to be healed yeah. from those things. Amen. One mm. thing that you guys just both pointed out that seems like it's so imperative, I think especially for young leaders on campus, leading Bible studies is accountability. And I think mm-hmm. that was deeply interwoven really what you guys just said. It's like, 
we need to have accountability proactively installed in our lives as disciples, even as disciples who are leading others in an exemplary fashion. Mm. We need to have people that we're accountable to. We need to begin to maybe shift how we think about leadership because maybe sometimes we're just focusing on leading people and then our character deficits are not being addressed because we're not responding to elderly leaders or responding to senior leaders to help Mm. us work on our character, who's leading us, right? Who's Mm. helping us as we're leading others. And so maybe this is also part of the piece like you guys both just touched on there's no accountability for us as leaders and if we don't have that mm. we're liable to be left to our own devices we're not going to be sharpened yeah. that's one of the ways that obviously we're you know is god helps us to improve our character iron sharpening iron but i yeah. love what uncle george said like are we losing the value of our christian community because of the tone we're setting when we come together we're just more social we're not asking hey the point the, the pointed question like you said sarah we're assuming that everyone's doing okay but hey how are you actually doing spiritually we probably stopped having those conversations those when we questions. come together we're just eating panera bread and, and chilling yeah. and, and listen you know and just doing things but we're not actually getting the value like uncle george is saying out of our actual christian community which is mm-hmm. sharpening each other yeah mm-hmm. and i think um and i think an, an unfortunate reason um for that is uh pride more or less um mm. you know that yeah. because nobody want especially amongst mm. your peers you don't want to look like Vulnerable. you're lacking yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. that you're weak or that you know that oh my goodness like toby doesn't have this issue so and me and toby are age mates and so mm. i'm gonna look somehow if i admit that i have this issue mm. right um and and uh there, there's a scripture that um i just pulled up proverbs 27 verse 12 it says a prudent man foresees evil and mm. hides himself right and and i think that that's a really really um important part of like what you were saying toby of installing right um the the mentorship right or the covering um yeah yeah. the accountability because you recognize right we all recognize that we are in we are on a journey right and we haven't yet attained to the maturity and so because i can foresee that hey there's an area of my life, right? There's an aspect of my character that hasn't yet been conformed into the image of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. What I need to do is I need to hide myself, right? Under the, the covering, right, of someone who is who maybe is is further along in their journey than I am, right? That mm-hmm. way I am I'm not, you know, exposed, right? You know, yeah, um just based off of my Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not left vulnerable, right? And and I and and I'm not left right, you know, having to pick up the pieces right all by myself why mm-hmm. because i have made the choice ahead of time yeah. right to Be i foresaw yeah, yeah i foresaw the evil and therefore i chose right mm. to hide myself right you know i, I chose mm. to to you know to to seek out the people who are going to uh not only talk to me right but more importantly these people are gonna pray for me can we can we expound a little bit on that? Because I'm thinking, you know, for someone who maybe has dealt with a specific character issue for a long time and maybe they've accepted it as part of their personality. Yeah. Or maybe this is just a thorn in my flesh, as mm. people like to say. Mm. Like, what would make someone like that even think that it's even evil, that it's something that I should hide myself from? If, I mean, I'm able to get by with this character issue, it's not even affecting my life. My grades are still doing well on mm. campus. I'm still prospering. People actually still like me. Yeah. So why should I address this thing that I've noticed that's not like God if I'm still able to get by without having to go through everything you just said? I think uh, this has to do with, you know, the Bible says we should look unto Jesus, right? Mm, yeah. 
push the other and finish off our faith. And the reason is the more you look at him, the more you become like, like him. him. Mm. You know, um, I, th- I believe we must have a zero tolerance for certain things. Mm. Yeah. We have certain zero things, tolerance. zero tolerance. Mm. Jesus Christ came to die for sin. He came, left heaven to die for what? Sin. 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 And the Bible say he, sp- he came to spoil Works Satan, the, the works yeah. of Satan, which is really sin, because that's what Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. destroy, and all the other things he brings with it. So, if I see something that does not look like Jesus, it becomes my life ambition mm. to exterminate that from my life, mm. because it doesn't look like my dad. It doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, when we see Jesus face to face, we shall be exactly be like, like him. him. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, this time. journey of Christianity is to become more and more and more like Christ so that when we get there, we shall be perfectly his image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not be ashamed. Right. Yeah. And not be ashamed. Yeah. So there's, yeah. it's a continuous mm. pruning, mm. everyday pruning. That's yes. what maturity is about. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't happen in one day. Yeah. But the Bible says we should continue so that until the, the whole world will see our progress and our, they will thank our yeah, Father who is in heaven. Yes. Mm. So that's zero tolerance. It's a mindset. Mm. Uh, once you begin to accept that low life, mm. then you are no longer pursuing Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's what the Bible means when it says pruning, right, in John 15, where he's talking about everyone who bears fruit, my father prunes so that they can bear more fruit. More. Yeah. And this goes back to that second Peter where it's like, are you unproductive or unfruitful in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus? Like God has given you, to whom much is given, much is required. So God gives us a level of knowledge or conviction about us conforming to his image to another degree. And when we respond in cooperation and become obedient to what he's revealing to us, he says, okay, my son has learned his ABCs. Yeah. Now I'm going to teach him how to start making sentences. So he wants to prune us. He wants us to continue to, to become more like him. But when we stop cooperating with his conviction, the Bible says we become unfruitful. And he says every branch that does not bear fruit, mm-hmm. right? My father cuts it off. So for the yeah. person who's like, man, this character issue doesn't really matter. I'll just let it go under the rug or whatever. God is looking at, he was like, Hey man, like I'm telling you, you got to move forward. And if you don't address this, you can't move forward in me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where many times we see people have already checked out of their Christianity, though the world recognizes them as they're a believer. Right. Because we know that they hang around church. Maybe they still even come to church, but there are character issues that you have not dealt with that God is like, well, like before me, like you're not right with me. Mm. Right. Like you're not in my presence anymore. You are not connected anymore, though. You may have the social title as a believer. You've, you're not connected. This is the Matthew 25, right? Mm. With yeah, the five yeah. virgins. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the 10 virgins. Yeah. Five of them had their oil. Five of them still had their lamps, Mm. but there was no oil in them. So by the community, it's like, okay, yeah, you got your lamp. You got your lamp. Like, oh, you're going to be prepared when the guy, when uh, when the master comes back, you're going to be prepared, right? But when the master came back, five of them were not prepared. So there was Mm. no oil in their lamp. So they're going around socially as a believer, as a Christian, Mm. but they... They checked out a long time ago. God God cut that branch a long time ago because they were unwilling to cooperate with his process of Mm -hmm. conforming to his image, right? Mm -hmm. So this issue of letting character issue, and I'll speak about one personally, right? God came to, I came to a point early in my Christian journey where God was like, Toby, if you don't deal with your unforgiveness, your hatred toward your dad, you cannot go any further in me. Like God told me that straight up. Like if I don't deal with this, like you can't go any further in me. So you know what I mean? So it's a reality where the things that people may not see when the Holy Spirit convicts us about it, mm-hmm. it's imperative we deal with it or else that's our crossroad right there. Right? Yeah. Every time God's dealing with us on an issue, your obedience or lack thereof determines how far you move forward. Mm. Yeah. I think that's I think you're kind of answering another important question, which is how? 
you know, how do we mature in our character? Okay, we're recognizing that we have these deficits. Is it anger, impatience? Um, Is it not desiring to be holy or having no desire for righteousness? Whatever it is, how do we then grow in our character? What can we do practically? I have what we must, what we are doing that is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What should we not do then? (laughs) That is. Which is good because you should know what to do and what not to do. Like what uh, Toby just said. God tells you your dad. You have to, God didn't tell you to stop your dad from doing what he's doing. Mm. Mm. He said you have to yeah. adjust. Yes. Right. He gave you a key to taking care of yourself. Yes. Not your dad now, but right. you have Exa- to forgive him. Exactly. What many people do is when they hit that uh wall, maybe sin of sin. And they think that they cannot. Maybe they have tried and tried. Mm. They it, they do a, a number of things. Either they find a community where they are tolerated. Mm. Mm. They forget that it was the Holy Ghost that was speaking to it. That the Holy Ghost doesn't quit because they moved to another community, right? Mm. Yeah. It's not that the the, the, <laughs> the, the the community may accommodate them, but the Holy Ghost is not dead, right? Mm. So people can adjust to another community, but then they also don't know that they are losing. They are anointing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they don't yes. know they are losing their relation. They gain. I don't think the, we they, talk about that enough. Yeah, yeah. they gain the community. Yeah, but they have lost God. Yes, mm. right. You know, and what do they do? They start challenging godly principles exactly. from that com- because they want to be happy in that community. Right. Mm. And mm. what God is telling them from the previous community is haunting them so much mm-hmm. that they don't want to continue to and hear. They become God. anti that yeah, principle. They, 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 yeah. yeah, they have to adjust. So. We have to stop doing that. We have to stop thinking that sin can overcome us. Mm. That mm. The, there's nothing you cannot get out of. Amen. The Bible says, pull off the old garments. Garment. Yes. Yeah. You know, that old thing you are wearing. Old and self, put yeah. on the, the new, new mm-hmm. yes. mm. garment, the new yes. uh, nature of God. Amen. So God is able to help us to overcome, maybe it's pornography, for instance. I am uh, people I'm watching in the secret, and I've been, I've watched it for years, and I don't know how to get out. And I try and try, and you come on, George will pray for you, go for deliverance, and this. It comes to a place you lose hope. You say, well, I think I can still be a Christian if I joined another church and leave mm. BCF alone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they don't talk about that there. Mm. But you, you gain a community, but you lose God. Yes. Praise God. So what I hear you saying is that you can try and run or go to different places where you can hide in your, in this case, self-control, you can hide and and try to mask it, but all it takes is another situation to go ahead and expose it again. So even with um, the issue of forgiveness, sure. Even if your dad changes, if you don't deal with that character issue, it just takes the next person who's going to offend you and put you right back in that place where you started. Mm -hmm. And so I think that God is even using those circumstances to try to get through to you because his word hasn't been getting through to up until this point. He used those situations in order to do that. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, some other, another thing, um, that is really critical for, um, growing in maturity and character, um, is really exposure to the word of God. Right. Um, you know, the Bible, yeah. t- the Bible says it in, um, in Psalm 119 verse 50, it says your word has given me life right mm. I'm, I'm i'll just kind of uh break it down a little bit right that the life that god expects us to live 
is found in his word, Amen. right? And so yeah. when I come across his word, right, then I now have a, a template, right, for what my life what my ought life. to look like, yeah. right? Yes. And then something so important some something so incredible happens right when not only do i read this word right but then i begin to believe this word then i now have an opportunity right to see what i read in the scripture become reality inside of my life right uh, the bible tells us in second peter it says that we have these great and precious promises mm. through which we escape from the corruption that is in the world because yes, of, of sin right yes. you know and so and the, so the way of escape is by the precious promises right and so there you know there is it's uh there, there's certain i can i can share so many you know you know so many scriptures along that line right but yeah. it is really really evident right that the key to the life that christ wants us to live right mm -hmm. the key to the life of christ is found in his word one more scripture right john yeah. 6 63 jesus says right that that my the words that i speak to you they are spirit Amen. and they are life Amen. right and so if i want my life to be conformed into his life right it's simply just coming into contact with that very life mm. that I read, which is the word of the God. Word of right. God. So, the, you know, so it's like the, the more, the more I look at it, the more I receive it into my system, right. The more mm. my character now is able to be transformed, right. And to be, you know, and, and to now reflect him. Sorry. One last scripture, right. Yeah. Romans, chapter 12, yeah. Romans chapter 12, verse yes. two, right. It says that do not be conformed, conformed. Yes. right. To the ways of the world, but to be transformed by, by the, the renewing, renewing of yes. your mind, yeah, so the way right? I think is powerful. Wow. Yeah. 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 And so, so, and and the way in which our mind is yeah. renewed, right, is by constantly meditating mm. on the on on scriptures, yeah. right? Constantly saying, "Hey, this is how my life looks," right? But this is what the Bible says that my life yes. should look like. Okay. So, what needs to happen? All right, God. Let you know, Lord. Let let this let this scripture be be made evident in my life. You know, let mm -hmm. Lord help me to do this. Faith Lord, increases help to me to yes. right. You know, I'm you know you're just doing it more and more and more. Okay, yes, good. Thank you, thank you so much. I want to add one scripture because it's not just in reading the scriptures. Because some the Bible says some people will read read the scriptures and think, think that, that by has the life they will be mm, saved. Yeah, but you they know. point to him. Yes, yeah, yeah, but they don't understand some things. Like uh, it's written in Matthew twenty two twenty nine. It said. Jesus replied, yeah. you are in error, error because you do not know the scripture. That is one. Yes. One part. Mm. Mm. Because yes. you don't know the scripture. No. Says, he continues and says, all the power, the power of God. Of God. Mm. Yes. Mm. You know, because there is power in the word yeah. of God. Yes. As you read it, because his spirit and his and life, life is actually excavating right. everything Amen. hidden in you. Mm -hmm. He's turning, turning things around and pruning you mm. without you. Even though, even right? Yeah, yes. mm. you actually took the uh, words right out of my mouth because that's the second piece I was going to mention, which goes back to um, Romans five, our anchor scripture. Faye, you talked about uh, uh, Romans twelve being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So yes. transformation and our mind being renewed is is tied together. But I think one important thing that is in this whole uh, conversation is that we have lost hope in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yes, we have lost hope. 
in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Christ in us is the hope of glory. Why am I saying this? Even in my own personal life, I've come to points where I'm like, God, is there any way for me to escape this character issue that I've had for so long? Right. This temperament, this uh, quick temper, all these different things. Is there any way for me to actually, like, I've been dealing with this for so long and I've been trying, but we've lost hope in the Holy Spirit's ability to give us victory in these areas. The we Bible like says it here. self-help books more. Yeah, we like <laughs> self-help books more, but we are not really ready to wrestle with the Holy Spirit till mm. he blesses us and leaves his mark on us, right? There's a place where some characteristics we have, we need to wrestle with God, wrestle with the Holy Spirit so that he comes out and blesses us with that character, with a new walk, like Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord and the angel of the Lord left a mark on him that was so impactful that he walked differently afterwards. Yeah. But we must be determined to not let God go on that matter. God, deliver me from this character. So this is the place where also prayer becomes important. We talked about reading the word. Mm -hmm. We must say, we read the mirror of the word. Yeah. Right? I mm -hmm. see this characteristic. It's contrary. My character is contrary to the word that I'm reading. I must begin to wrestle with God in the place of prayer. Prayer yeah. is just one aspect because we could get yeah. into a couple other aspects. But mm -hmm. the biggest thing I want to say here is in Romans 5 verse 3, it says, not only so we glory in our suffering because our suffering produces perseverance, right? Perseverance produces character and character produces what? It produces hope. hope. Mm -hmm. There's an expectation. He goes on to say, and hope does not, not put us to shame. shame. Yes. My expectation to return to the glory of God, to God's glorious nature is mm. not a shame yeah. because the Holy Spirit, he's, his love, God's love is poured out into our hearts mm. by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So there's a place where if we begin to lose hope because, oh, I've been dealing with this character for so long, yeah. this, you know, all these things, I can't get it. If you lose hope in the Holy Spirit, you're putting away the most superior help you can have on this planet. Mm, mm, he yeah. is the helper, capital H. That means yes. his help is superior. Yes. Yes. So we must begin to, there are some character issues that, you know, we can get them solved by being in community that God will refine us. People will convict mm. us, iron mm. sharpening iron. There are some things that we may begin to deal with in the place of prayer and say, God, I need to overcome this thing. But if we give up, if yes. we let go, if yeah, we yeah. let the gas, our, our foot off the gas too early, we'll stop with a, a dwarfed character that is not conformed to Christ image because we lost hope mm. in being expecting that Holy Spirit could help us. Yes. So, so we're talking about Holy Spirit. Um, I think everybody wants to have the Holy Spirit. Mm. But there's a reason his name is Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. If you are contradicting him, mm. you know, the Bible talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy mm. Spirit is a friend. Amen. He's a helper. He's a companion. Mm. He knows you can't you can't manipulate him. Mm. He knows when you are a hypocrite, mm. when you are not trying to get free. Mm. Mm. He knows when mm. you are saying one thing here and doing another thing there. Yeah. Mm. He's not a man mm. that you can lie to. So uh, my my um, encouragement will be that when the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit does well when we take instruction from Him and implement it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. You know, he tells, yes. tells me to drop my wallet. Mm. I take my wallet. I don't have to ask him for reasons why am I dropping my wallet. Mm -hmm. You drop your wallet. Mm -hmm. Then he will tell you next time, remove that wrinkle. Mm -hmm. You remove it. Then he. that's how we grow. The Amen. Bible says Jesus Christ grew. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He grew in what? Spirit and spirit. In wisdom. Yeah. In favor with God and, and with yeah. men. Because mm -hmm. he was living a life of obedience mm -hmm. that made it possible for him for to him continue grow. to mm -hmm. grow. Mm -hmm. But when we intentionally diversify our efforts 
you know, with accommodate Satan, accommodate mm. everything accommodatable. Mm. Yeah. And then you say the Holy Spirit. You just be making mockery. mockery That's why many yes. people remain in this confusion for a very That's long time. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. It's yep. not that yeah. the Holy Spirit The Holy Ghost yeah. wants to help us instantly. Yeah. But he sees the magomago, he sees the wuru wuru. And that's where our hearts have to be in a place of brokenness because sometimes, you know, the Bible makes it clear that if we repent, the times of refreshing from the presence of God will come. Mm. So repentance and the presence of the Holy Spirit are tied together. There must be a place of genuine brokenness where Mm -hmm. I truly want to be free. I truly want to change my character. I truly want to be a partaker of God's nature. Mm. I must earnestly desire that. And that's why this is so important we're having this conversation because one of the characteristics, we talked about it, of godly character is hungry and thirsting for righteousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is so imperative because some people were like, oh, well, you know, unbelievers have some of the fruits of the spirit. They're joyful, mm-hmm. they're loving, mm-hmm. they're kind. But those are not necessarily godly characteristics, right? We're talking about hungering and thirsting after righteousness is imperative in our godly character. So, you know, this whole aspect that we're talking about is super important for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in addition to all of these things, right, um, another thing that I want to share um, just about helping to mature um, and grow in, in godly character, right, is... Um, making up your mind ahead of time how you're going to respond mm. right um and, and i think it's um it's it's really practical and and there, there's a scripture that even really supports it right um in um in ephesians chapter 4 uh verse number 22 it says to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of god in true righteousness and holiness um that you know so there there is a a preemptive aspect right of i'm putting one thing off right and i'm putting another thing on right Mm -hmm. in preparation for the you know for the moment i'll share a a personal example something an area of my character that god has really been working um on in me is uh just this this tendency this desire to always be right you know to kind of always have the last Mm -hmm. word (laughs) um and and that 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 has been coming out a lot right um in in marriage um and and so um and, and so something something that that i mm. i've kind of um that god has been helping me to begin to do right ahead of time is hey like mm. make up just, my mind before right yeah. make up my mind that mm. in the in the midst of the disagreement right in the heat of the battle that i am going to defer right yes. that i am just going to lose and be okay with how that makes me feel right right? you know and i'm not i'm not going to wait until i'm in the moment right to respond emotionally or to respond out of my flesh right but i am going to say god help me to behave in a way that is in line with you as yeah. opposed to in a way that is in line with me right or right. and i put me in quotation marks right but you know in a way that is going to be gratifying to my flesh in a way that is going to be satisfying to me right i'm yeah. going to say hey like and i know it's going to hurt right so that's why i have to make up my mind ahead, yeah, of, ahead time of time to say right. like i'm going to feel really stupid i'm going to you know <laughs> this isn't going to be fun right mm-hmm. but i but because i prepare my my mind ahead of time right yes. i'm able to practice it just you know just a little bit i'm not i'm not perfect yet you know so (laughs) please pray for me but you know but really making up your mind ahead of time i think that that is a really really crucial aspect to growing a character 
Yeah, I wanted to uh, continue that conversation. Thank you for sharing a real life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's no, we all have real life examples. We all, yeah. uh, no, we all have real life issues. The truth is that we are all growing in character. Right. There's no perfect person yet. But God said, be perfect mm. as your he heavenly is perfect. Yeah, yes, is perfect. perfect. So mm. I don't shy away from striving towards perfection. Yep. I don't accept the grace message that says it's okay <laughs> where you are. <laughs> no, that's a way to cope it. But the thing I wanted to say is how we respond to trial. Yes. I think the way we respond to trial is actually um, terrible sometimes because mm. any moment we feel pressure, yeah, we feel like God has abandoned mm. us, yeah. and then mm. we just say, "Okay, I'm just yeah. gonna." Some people are really very arrogant. God, <laughs> they say, "God didn't, God right. didn't show up, so I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Why, I gave God one chance. I gave God one chance. I did this. I fasted for forty days, mm-hmm. and He didn't show up. And yeah. you know what? People just drop. I think that's a, actually a sign that people have not understood God, because mm. God, through your trial, is giving you opportunity to grow. Mm. But you just shredded it. Yeah, <laughs> you just trashed it. it. Yeah. He shredded and it. Went, and, and went back away. to the slum, yeah, like, yeah, to, yeah. to live like a pig. Mm. And you think you are doing God a favor? Mm. No, He gave your trial is an opportunity to grow for your maturity. Mm. Mm. Yes, because we are talking about maturity here. Yeah. Yes, and I don't know. You look through the scriptures. You see where people who suffered. Yeah, matured and yeah. became mm-hmm. more and more like Jesus. So mm-hmm. take advantage, uh, you know, of your, of your trial. You know, one thing that I think is powerful because we're talking about how do we respond in life situations um, when trials expose our um, our character. Faye, you talked about really powerfully, like the practical aspect. Now beginning to make up my mind to respond differently in these situations before it happens. I think that's one of the things that's uh, really powerful. And Uncle George, you're talking about the aspect of just. Um, in those situations, not thinking it's strange that we're going through something, yes. as the Bible says in First Peter, it's hard. You know, yeah. it's going to be hard, but we have to know that the journey we're on with God. I think most of the times when we come to Christ, depending on how the message has been preached to us, we have the expectation mm-hmm. that life is supposed to be roses. Mm-hmm. But we must have the proper understanding that we're going to actually go through trials to become more like Christ. He's going to refine yeah. us through this, so we shouldn't have a fit. We have to determine, and sometimes we have to determine. I used to get mad at myself, like, man, I wish I went through that trial better mm. because God came through. That whatever I was right. crying about or throwing a fit or being angry yeah. or being doubtful about, and then God came through. You just look embarrassed and ashamed. It's like I was just being a, a, a silly Christian. Like, man, I I could have gone through that trial much better. You know what I mean? And yes. God came through at the end of the day. So um, I think that's something really imperative. We have to make up our mind beforehand, like we already talked about. And um, I think that's super important to also remember to prayer is critical right responding to these situations with prayer when we go through trials when our character is exposed but also asking others for prayer they seek deliverance yeah Yeah. exactly and be open yeah and we need to go back to the time when in bcf people will make a t-shirt i say i used (laughs) to be a homosexual I used mm. to be a liar, mm. and and they, and not be secret uh, secretive about the mm. things we go through mm-hmm. when we are in our Christian walk. I think that was very helpful because the Bible says, "Confess your sins one to another." Yes, no, we are no long, pe- Many people are not free to. They they are, they are protecting their integrity so mm-hmm. much that they don't mind going to hell. You know, I don't mm. know. I think we should do. We sh- nobody should go to hell. Amen. On Amen. account of any challenge. Amen. 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 Awesome. Okay. So man, this conversation, I feel like we could go on for so, so, so much longer and maybe we we can do a part two, who knows, but 
um, I think we've gotten to a really good point. We've covered what godly character is, what it looks like, what it looks like to mature in godly character, why it's important. And we address so many different things. It affects the community. It affects the work of God. It affects us. It affects our relationship with God. So many things. And we've touched on examples, both in our personal lives and in the Bible. But I do want to give all of you guys just an opportunity just to share your one last thing um, that you want to say concerning this topic of maturing in godly character. Is it an example from the word of God that you want to share, a personal example, a word of encouragement? Um, You can take a few minutes to think while I can actually go ahead and go first. Um, I was thinking about this scenario that happened in Numbers 12, and I thought it was really interesting. I'm going to read really quickly. So it says, Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. In verse three, it says, now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. What? It says Moses was more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. Verse four, at once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them went out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, the Lord said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. So why then are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Long story short, God got so angry that he caused Miriam to become leprous Mm. because they were speaking against Moses. And that tells me that God cares a lot about our character, so much so that God would defend Moses to this extent, that he heard his siblings talking about him. All they said was, does God only speak to Moses? But God saw someone who had dedicated himself to being humble before God. Someone who Mm. literally has said, Lord, here I am. He literally says that God spoke to him face to face. And God took Mm. that very seriously. Sometimes in our character deficits, we kind of want to defend ourselves because we feel entitled, you know, like, of course I have the right to be angry. Do you know what they did to me? Or do you know what this Mm. pastor said to me? Do you know what happened? You don't know what happened. You don't understand. And we just feel this sense of entitlement. But I'm just so encouraged to see the Bible literally call Moses the most humble person on the face of the earth. And that when God sees that, he literally goes to the extent of defending you. Oh, my goodness. So that tells me that godly character matters to God. And here's what I'll say. I think one way, um, you know, we see this all the time at conference or at Bible study. When we have a really great Bible study that, you know, the word comes forth. The presence of God is there. And all of a sudden, you you just find the need to repent. Like all of a sudden you realize, you know, the, the deficits that you have and your weaknesses. And you're just like, Lord, I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. And you start repenting. And I realize one thing I want to say, or I guess emphasize is be where the presence of God is and cultivate the presence of God in your own private place. But you know that God's presence is not about to be at the club. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. You know that God's presence is not about to be amongst your friends who like to smoke hookah and that's all that they do. You know that God's presence, like, you know that that's not where the spirit of God is dwelling. And here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, and we all who with unveiled faces, remember the Bible says that Moses was seeing God face to face. It says, we all with unveiled faces, we contemplate the Lord's glory 
and we are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Here's what the scripture is saying. God has removed the veil and allowed us to be able to contemplate his glory. That means in his presence, we're able to to just get a, a greater idea and revelation, just how great he is, how worthy he is of being served, of why it matters that we should even be going to the extent of wanting to deal with our character issues. And it says that this transformation that happens, it comes from God only through his spirit. And so if you're somebody who is desiring to be transformed, if you've had a character issue that has been there for so many years or so many months, or it's just come up and you realize that this is not of Christ, know that the transformation happens by God's spirit. So go where the presence of God is. Is it Bible study? Is it fellowship? Wherever you know that God's presence is, that is where you want to be because it's in his presence that we behold his glory and transformation happens. Amen. 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 My closing thought, and that's very powerful, Sarah. My closing thought is, and this hits home for me, um, don't let the things that are unseen go unaddressed. And this is super powerful for me. I've learned that the bread and butter of Christianity is found not in what everybody sees, it's what is in your heart. The thoughts mm-hmm. that you think, you know, it's a reason why Psalm 19 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord. And um, I think we need to, in a very healthy way, become introspective, even though it may not be on, it may be unseen to everyone else. You and the Lord can see what's in your heart, can see your character, your thoughts. I mean, I'm at a place where if I even mm-hmm. have a attitude toward my wife that's wrong or roll my eyes at her, which I do at times, I'm still, <laughs> as we all said, I'm, I'm growing. I need help. So pray for me. But, um, you know, don't allow the things that are unseen just because they're unseen to go unaddressed. And mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, you need to, as a mature, as a maturing disciple, begin to install the things in, in your life that make for uh, righteousness and maturity, which is one accountability mentors and discipleship in your life. You need to make uh, yourself available for prayer, continually praying for yourself mm-hmm. and then making yourself available to have others pray for you. These are things that are super important. And then number three, you have to begin to bear more fruit. That means you must respond uh, to God's conviction in a way that cooperates with his word. So you have to continue to be to continue to respond based on what God's word says when he shows you that, hey, you have an issue here and I'm trying to expose that. Like, don't go to the world. Don't run away from God. All these things, right? Like Samson, he ran away from the Lord. You know, God was exposing a lack of self-control, exposing mm-hmm. a lack of humility, a lack of honor for authority. And he ran away. He just continued and it, it led him to his detriment. So I want to encourage you, if it's unseen, don't let it be unaddressed, like address it and know that you should not be feeling like you can move forward until, mm. you know, you are walking with God and responding in obedience to his word as you're dealing with that thing. So, Amen. Do not let the unseen go unaddressed. Amen. Amen. Um, just one last word is um, for me, excuse me, is um, that growing in maturity in Christian character is going to be hard. Right. <laughs> Point blank period. And I didn't just say it, but the Bible says it in Hebrews chapter 12. Um, verse six, it says, for the Lord disciplines the one whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline. If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Verse nine, besides this. We have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. 
Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live for they disciplined Mm. us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good that we might share his holiness for the moment. All discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, Mm. but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to Mm. those who have been trained by it. So growing in character, it's going to be hard, but it is definitely going to be worth it. So if it looks like, being honest instead of cheating on the exam, uh-huh. right? Or cheating on a, on a homework assignment, right? It's hard. It's going to be hard to be honest mm. and not cheat. Mm-hmm. But know that this is setting you up in the future for when God wants to make you, you know, the CEO or, or manager, right? To yes. learn integrity, right? So, Having to go through that process is going to be hard, but if you trust him and you stick with the process, it is going to be worth it. Mm. It may be hard, but it will be worth it. Not may. It's going to be hard. (laughs) Don't lie. It's going to be hard. It will be hard. It's going to be hard, but it will be worth it. Amen. 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 He said, though he were a son. Yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Hmm. So I plead with us and plead with myself to not be um, afraid of going through trials. Mm. You know, things are going to challenge you that will want to create a flaw in your character. Um, There are so many challenges. I was just thinking about um, relationships, the desires, different desires we have to marry. And I'm not talking about sisters alone. I'm even talking about brothers that have a challenge with finding whom to marry. Mm-hmm. When people have tried and tried and it doesn't work, they seem to want to try other other things, other methods. Um, I've seen people say, I want to marry a Muslim. You know, and a born-again child of God who preached against these things, do not be unequally yoked and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, suddenly turns around and says, the only suitor that I have now He's a Muslim, and I'm going to marry him. I love him. He loves me. He's actually a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good sister. So there are things that will test your faith. Just for God to know where you stand. Mm. you know. And when those things come, it's not a time to just chicken out and do something different. Again, Christ learned obedience through what? He suffered. Through he what suffered. he suffered. So suffering is not, uh, all sufferings are not things to designed to kill you. Yes. Uh, God didn't want mm-hmm. to kill Job when Job went through what he went. But go and mm. read the last chapter of Job. Mm. He said his, yes. la- his later life was, was greater and better than the Amen. former life. And That's I want good. to add quickly, I say, refuse to look like the devil. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. if there's any challenge that you, any, bound, any line you have to draw mm. on concrete, it is that anything that makes me look like Satan, mm. Mm. Any action that mm. makes me have a shadow of Satan, a shade of him in my life, mm. cannot be tolerated. Mm. So help me, God. You know, that's something that as a believer, I said in any of your actions, no matter how long it takes, seek to resist the devil Amen. and his nature and his character. Jesus name. And how do you do that? Toby spoke to it. Fight, fight your way mm. through, through prayer, through repentance through seeking for deliverance, through staying in fellowship, mm. Mm. you know, 
through personal effort, reading the word mm. and all of that. And I tell you honestly, if God could bring Lazarus from a very hopeless state, mm. from the grave, the most hopeless state a man can be is the state of death. death. Yeah. If God could restore him to life from that very terrible foundation of death, yes. then there is hope for us. Mm. Yes. I have hope mm. that I'm going to improve. Amen. Be a better Uncle George. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All of Amen. us. Amen. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This was really good. Thank you guys so much for just all that you've contributed. And I pray that the Lord will bless everyone who has listened, everyone who is hearing this. I pray you're encouraged and that you do have hope. Because remember, the character that is produced inside of us actually will begin to give us hope because we know that God is the one that is doing the work. So I'm going to just go ahead and pray um, as we wrap up this episode today. So, Father, we just thank you so much, God. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for the assurance that you are able to transform us from the inside out. Father, I pray, oh God, for everyone who is under the sound of my voice, Lord, that we would begin to desire to not be conformed to the patterns of this world or to the patterns of people we see online or to what the newest, most popular person is saying, but God, that we would desire to be conformed to your word, to your truth, that we may be transformed and begin to look like you. Father, help us, oh God, that we would behold your face more than we behold anything else. Help us, oh God, that we would begin to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Father, may we be able to say that the devil has nothing in us, that he has no claim in us, as there's nothing in us that he can say that we look alike, but Father, instead that we'd reflect your image and reflect your nature. Lord, I pray for anyone who is feeling discouraged concerning the character issue they may be dealing with. Is it anger? Is it lack of self-control? Is it procrastination? Is it whatever it may be, Father, you know. And Father, we have heard and we have seen today that you are able to deal with all of these things. So I pray that you be encouraged. I pray that as you have heard the word of God, that you would be encouraged to be t- to take the first step and say, Lord, I recognize where I am. I recognize where you are and what your standard is. And I'm coming to you by faith, hoping and believing and trusting that you will help me to become more like you. For God, your word says that you give grace to the humble. You resist the proud but you give grace to the humble in fact more grace to the humble so may we humble ourselves before you and may you give us more grace for our desire oh god is to be like you and to mature until we come into perfection we thank you lord and we bless you in jesus name we pray amen amen Amen. (laughs) resounding amen hallelujah and amen god bless you guys